Uh, if you want to, just for a moment here, if you got your kids with you, all right, I just want you for like, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds, just explain to them why we take time to worship together, okay? So we want to uh, take time to do things like that on one big family Sunday. So go ahead and tell them why we spend time in worship together, Then our worship team will, will get on with the music in just a minute. All right.
Let's give him a shout this morning. We praise you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Amen. All right, now, the worship team's actually jumping off the stage, but you guys got to stay standing. All right, now, like we said, today is one big family Sunday, so we got something with our kids this morning for worship, okay? So I want all the kids to come on down here, all right? So if you're a little guy, come down here. Now, um, we've already done this with them once before, so you guys know this song, all right? Now, I'm, I'm not saying that you have to do the motions with them, but, you know, hey, if, if you want to get in with them here, I would just encourage a little uh, participation. How about that? So we got a song uh, on a video for our kids called One Way. It's called One Way Jesus. How many know that song? Now, I know you guys know that song, but then I don't know if you know the motions to the song, but these guys are going to help lead us in the motions, okay? So I do know that the Jones boys love this song. This is like the top of the chart favorite song. Is that right? Yeah, okay. So if, if you need to follow somebody, follow these guys right here because they know exactly what's going on, all right? So we got Lila back there, one of our junior hires. She's working the computer for us today. She's doing a great job, all right? So... Lila, you, you got this song. Now, I understand this is song has a lot of motions. It's loud. You don't have to do the motions, but we're going to support our kids today because it's one big family Sunday. So, anyways, Lila, you ready? All right, let, let's throw this down there.
good deal. How about this? Everybody get around and meet somebody. If you got your kids here with them, maybe introduce your family to somebody this morning. We're glad you're here at Only Believe at Urbana, and we'll get on with uh, tithe and offering in just a few moments. Hmm? Nope, you're up here with us today. Thank you. Hey, could you grab me a water real quick? Thank you. Small one. Thank you. Well, it is good to have you today. We're going to uh, go ahead and take up tithe and offering. All right, so if you need a tithe and offering envelope, they're in the chair in front of you. Uh, if there's not one in there, wave your hand around and one of the ushers will help you out. And... Um, We are, we are people that are learning to live the Jesus way together, amen? amen? And that's why we're here, to be equipped together, to grow together. I'm going to have uh, um, Bill Heitman. Will you come and pray over tithe and offering this morning? I'll put Bill on the spot. He didn't know this was happening. Where's that mic at? Can I grab that turn that on for me real quick? And... How many of y'all appreciate Bill? Anybody? We love Bill. Believe it or not, he's a good guy. And you can step over here. You don't have to be shy. Now, this is, uh, now we said this is one big family Sunday, so it's, it's, it's about our kids, but it's about all the generations in our church. And, and certainly Bill is, uh, 
how do I want to say this? He, he's one of the, um, <laughs> he, some of the he, he's part of the generation that is, uh, is helping us younger ones and imparting wisdom and understanding. And, and it's the generations that have gone in front of us that are the strengths of the church. Amen? And, and their job is they're passing a legacy on to us that we hopefully continue to pass on to the generations behind us. Amen? So we appreciate the, the littlest ones all the way up to the, the not so little anymore. So I'm going to uh, Bill pray over tithe and offering. So if you have something this morning to give, you can bring it down when he's done praying. How do you follow that? <laughs> Heavenly Father, we uh, gather today. And help us remember, dear Lord, you are God, you are the high, the mighty, the Lord of everything. And we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to be together. You are a blessed Lord and a blessed Savior. And Lord, you've given us many, many blessings. And in our heart, we realize how much you gave to us by sacrificing your son. And now all the blessings you've given us, Lord, we want to share and give a portion back to you. We want to give a portion back to you, Lord, from our heart. Because mm -hmm. it's with our heart that we love you, we love our neighbor, and we love everybody. So thank Amen. you for the blessings you've given us. And we now give them back to you with our whole heart. All this we pray in the name of your most precious son, our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ who suffered such immense pain and death on our cross for our salvation. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bill. If you have tithe this morning, you can bring it on down. And let me get you a couple of announcements real quick. Don't forget uh, today, I'll give it a smear. Uh, today at 3 o'clock, 5th to 12th grade, there is a youth event. Where's Josh? Where's Josh at? You guys are ready for today now. They were calling for thunderstorms, and it keeps getting pushed off. So we're going to make this happen today. So 3 o'clock. 5th to 12th grade right here. If you want more details about it, see Josh. Josh, about two hours or so, roughly in there. Okay, so hopefully uh, uh, your, your young person can make it out for that. It's a, a water event afternoon based on, I think, some takeoffs of the Olympics of some sort. Anyway, so today from 3 to 5, 5th to 12th grade right here, right out front, and they'll have a good time. Um, again, one big family Sunday. Um, what this is about is that I believe that every generation needs to discover God afresh. Now, we raise our kids in the admonition of the Lord, but they must discover him afresh. In other words, you can't force them to believe and live. You know what I'm saying? But we as a church are here to help you as a parent do that. I hope during the week that there is a modeling uh, uh, there is a, a raising in the Lord, and our, our job is a church to help you with that. It's not our job to do it all for you. You know what I'm saying? And uh, what we want to do once in a while on a fifth Sunday is do what we call One Big Family Sunday. And this is the very first one we're doing, so we're giving this a whirl today and see how this goes. Uh, but that we have all our kids with us. Now, I understand something, is when we have all the kids in with us, uh, there may be some interruption and distraction sometimes. But that's Okay. Right? The, the church without little kids, without laughter, without noise, and without disruption, the church should eventually die off. And, and I'm all for having 
uh, specific classes all the time for, for our, our children and our youth, and that's great, but I think it's important that we're together sometimes, too, for worship. So they can see us in our giving. They can see us in, in listening to the Word together. And that's what these Sundays are all about. So that's what we're going to do today. So we're going to get into the Word in just a minute. But before we do that, um, I would like to pray for all the kids as they're going back to school. And, and we have uh, students that are uh, being homeschooled. We have students that are in public school. Uh, we have students, I think maybe some students that may be going to a private school also. So what we'd like to do is, parents, if you would, grab your kids and bring them down here. And we're going to spend a couple moments and pray over them as they're heading back to school. And then we'll get into the, our message today. So what I'd like is they're coming down. So parents and kids, come on down. I want you to bring your kids down here. Stand behind them. Margaret and I are going to pray for them. If you and I have kids, okay, um, and you're just kind of hanging out during this time a little bit, I would like you, as we're praying for them, to pray for them, okay? And I want, as a church, for us to pray for our students, kind of, kind of spread them around, around the front here so we're not all gathered up. And by the way, uh, live streamers, it's good to have you. Uh, we're going to be praying for the Brown family. They're not here. They're, some of their kids are sick all, already, you know. Uh, so we're going to uh, be praying for them today, that their, their household, whatever it is that they're sick with, it, it, it's uh, taken care of. But we believe, A, that no matter the situation, that we're going to be good students this year, and we're going to learn. That's right. Amen? And no matter the situation, if it's a homeschool, we pray for wisdom for parents and that things work out well. If it's public school, that they just stand strong in Jesus during the year, Okay. And, and no matter the situation. So I'm going to turn my mic off, and we're just going to pray down through the line real quick, and then we'll get on with service today. So if you're, you're out there, I want you, as we're praying again, I want you to pray for our kids. And this, this is the future generation of a church. Amen. And, and we, need, we need young people not only to raise up in, in the Lord, but whatever they end up doing with life, they are a light to the world in that. And you can think of the, the multi-occupations uh, uh, of the parents. We want them the same to grow up. And whatever they end up pursuing in life, that they're a light for Jesus in this world. But it starts right now in school. Amen? Amen? All right. So let, let's pray together. that for, for every student here, Father, that, that they're just grounded in you, they're growing in you, 
they're being strengthened by you. And the purposes that you created them with before they were formed in their mother's womb, Lord, that you knew them, Lord. These things are continually being drawn out in their life, Lord, as they, they follow you in paths of righteousness, the life that is built in you, Lord, shines like a light for you in this world. And we thank you for each one of our students. We, we value them. They're precious to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. I'll ask give our kids a, a hand clap as they head back to their seats. Now, if you got a young person that's like five years old or left, we, we do have a little packet for them. So if you missed that, wave your hand around. And... Um, uh, that give them a little extra something uh, this morning as we get into the Word. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to go to the book of Philippians, chapter 3. And um, we're going to head in just a moment to the book of Daniel. And our one big family story today is Daniel in the lion's den. Amen. So, uh, but before we go there, let's go to Philippians, chapter 3. And I'm going to read that, but when we get to Daniel, I'm going to get some help from somebody to help me read this morning. But Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 17. Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 17. It says, Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example that you have in us. Now, we should all be examples of who? Jesus. And one of the great things of the Christian life, even though we know we're not perfect, even though we're, we know we're growing in this stuff and we haven't attained it already yet, as Paul writes, that maybe we can tell somebody else, brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example that you have in us. What better thing than you can be in life is to be an example. Amen. And, and parents, you know, uh, yesterday, my wife and I dropped our youngest kid off at college. Thumbs way down. But it's good. It's good. She's going to be fantastic and do a great job. But we dropped her off yesterday. And um, some of you parents that are older have been there and done that and have kids that have come out. Listen to this. Of all the things that you can accomplish in life, is to be able to look back and think, I think I did a good job with my kids. I, I hope that I, I did a good job as a spouse. You know, the, 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 the rubber meets the road relationship purposes of life, right? And for you guys that have kids that are just at this age, no matter what you're doing in life, understand that your ground basic level of Christian living is to be an example to these guys in how you live and how you approach life. Because it doesn't matter how much money you make, it doesn't matter the successes you have in life, this is what matters. That you can look to your kids and say, look, I know I haven't attained this yet. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect parent. But I'm going to do my best to be an example of what it means to follow Jesus. Amen? Now, verse 18. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. So now we're talking about the world that we live in, and we live in a lost world. We know that. Even so much that uh, there would be those that are considered actual enemies of the cross of Christ. Verse 19, 
Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and their glory in their shame, and their minds set on earthly things. In other words, they can't get past the mess of this world. They're driven by their own desires, okay? But verse 20, but our citizenship is where? How many of y'all are believers? Where's your citizenship? In heaven. Yes, and, and what it means to be a citizen of heaven is that um, our status, what we belong to, what guides us is in heaven, and that is God. Amen. Our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to be subject to subject all things to himself. So, here we are living in a lost world, making a home here. We're trying to establish life here, to raise families, to, to provide and, and, and live purpose that God has given us. We're establishing a home in a place where ultimately our citizenship is not. And here we have this tension of this now and not yet. Our citizenship is where? In heaven. While we try to make home in this world. Now, remember the, the prayer that Jesus taught us. He said, our Father who is in heaven, holy is what? Your name. Now, he, he then teaches us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done where? On earth as it is where? In heaven. So, now, our citizenship is in heaven. While we make a home in this lost world. And Jesus is telling us, now the whole deal is not we're trying to get out of here, but we're trying to bring the kingdom of God to this earth while we're still here. And it's the prayer of bringing the kingdom here while we're still waiting for him to come and transform all things, even to transform our bodies. Yes. Amen. That's what we're trying to do. Now, this at times is not easy. And the weight of living in a lost world when our citizenship is somewhere else is the duty of the Christian. That we live in the midst of lostness while yet being a participant in bringing the kingdom here, all while waiting for Jesus to come and make all things new and take us out of here and renew the earth and put us back here. It's, a, it's this whole big story. So our story today is about Daniel. So we kind of want to set up Daniel by saying that. So Daniel... I think if you remember, if you go to the book of Daniel in chapter number 6, it's kind of where we want to go today with our one big story with our kids today. Daniel chapter number 6. And we find Daniel. Now, now kids, how many of y'all know the story of Daniel and the lion's den? Let me see. Who knows the story of Daniel and the lion's den? Okay, that's where we're going today. I'm going to have uh, maybe Lorelai maybe help me read in just a minute. You up for that? She's, she has no idea that I'm talking to her. You're going to help me read in a minute. You up for that? Okay, good. All right, so Daniel chapter 6. Here we find Daniel 
Remember, uh, Israel conquered by Babylon, King Kevin Nebuchadnezzar. They take a whole bunch of, of the Israelites from there, and uh, now watch this, and assimilate them into their culture. They're living in a culture that ultimately they're not citizens of. In a different way, in a different life, teaching them different things that's different than the way they know they should live. It's much like we live in this world today. We live in a world that we know we should not assimilate into the culture because of sinfulness. Amen? Now, by the way, is all culture bad? No. Can we assimilate into certain aspects of culture? Yes. You have to. Or you couldn't live. But we are not assimilating the things that are sinful and wrong and against what we know it is to be a Christian. Amen. So Daniel and his companions find themselves in this spot to the point that actually they're being forced to worship something other than the one true God. You can assimilate in the culture as far as it doesn't cause you to worship other things and put your allegiance to other things and form idols in your life of other things. Amen. Amen. But Daniel finds himself in a spot where he, he is, uh, uh, I guess you could say he's being successful, he's being promoted, and it, and it stirs up jealousy with other people there. So they seek to trap him. You guys know the story. The king sets up a, a, an image. Everybody's only supposed to worship that, and they do that because they know Daniel is one who takes time to pray every day. They catch him in prayer or something other than an image, and, and he finds himself in trouble. So Daniel chapter 6 and verse number 13. Let me grab that mic. Can, can you come help me? We'll use my Bible here. Daniel chapter 6 and verse number 13. And we're just going to read down through verse 16. I'll help you out here. All right, ready? Come on over here. Verses 13 down through 16. You ready? Right there. Then they, then they answered and said for the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles, exiles from Judah, said, pays no attention. Pays no attention to O U O King. U O King in or the injunction you have signed huh? signed and have signed but made his petition petition three times a day then he the king when he heard these words he must distressed distressed and said his mind is Delivered Daniel, uh, he labored. labored till the sun went down to rescue rescue him. To the then these men. To the then these men. What? Right oh. here. Then these men came by uh, agreement. Agreement to the king and said he the king no oh king that is it 
Persians. And Persians that no injunction, injunction or ordinance, ordinance um, that kings establishes established came be uh, changed. Changed. Yep. One more verse. Then the king complimented, commanded, commanded that Daniel was brought in to the cast, and cast into the den of lions. Of, of lion. The king declared, declared to Daniel, "May you, may your God, whom you warm, serve, huh? whom you serve, who you sor serve." Continually, continually believe you in the mouth of the den and, and the king. And we'll stop there. And whom you serve continually deliver you. So he threw Daniel in a lion's den. Why? Because they caught him praying. Did you know that even when the world is telling you to do different things, that you never stop serving God? Is that right? That's right. So, set up, said, don't do anything else other than what the king has decreed. We live in a society that is going a certain way that if you don't go that certain way, somehow, some way, you're going to stick out. And the allegiances and the things that we're being drawn to is not the Jesus way we're being called out because our citizenship is somewhere else. Amen. So they set Daniel up. They sprung a trap, and Daniel was caught in this trap. They caught him praying, as, as the scripture said, he, his petition, his prayer, and they threw him in the lion's den. There will be times when the fact that we are strangers in this land will be evidence. Isn't that true? There will be times when being a stranger in this land will be very obvious. That you are not living the way a fallen world lives. That's part of the deal. Didn't Jesus say that, that we will be persecuted? Living a different way at times will cause friction. And you have to make choices whether we stay living the Jesus way or, well, we just kind of fall into the way of a fallen world. Do you realize that Daniel could have compromised his position to preserve his role in the government? He could have did that. He could have very easily just decided, I'm just going to fall in this way, preserve myself. But we're not called to preserve ourselves. We're called to bring the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, regardless of the consequences of it. See, the danger of a Christian who wants to be relevant and fit completely in a culture, a fallen culture, is that they will end up identifying with that culture and that way of life more than the way of discipleship. You can be so concerned about falling into a culture to be relevant and to be a part of it, that your identification now is that I am a citizen of that versus a citizen of heaven. We must be sure to be people who stay on the Jesus way no matter how much the friction might start to happen. 
And we find Daniel who will not submit to the worship of something other than God, even if it meant being thrown into what sure would be his death. Now, in our, our country, um, because of our freedoms, we don't understand what that really means the way other people do in other places where they're not free to worship. And I think that, that maybe in our Christianity here in our nation, it's a little bit cushy, let's just be honest, a little bit. That we can come here and meet on a Sunday morning, we can worship as loud as we want, we can do what we want, we can leave here, and we don't find ourselves in any place of trouble. But, but Daniel's situation was, this was actually life and death. Will you do it this way, or will you do it this way, but this way, you're going to find yourself in some trouble. If the worst thing that we have is the friction of maybe some sort of persecution, understand that we must be living the Jesus way no matter the outcome, even if, even if things swung the other way to a Daniel situation, that we will never give our allegiance over to something else other than following God. Amen. That's where we find ourselves. That's, that's the place where we've got to make a stand in our world today that we make home in this world, participate in so many ways within our society, but while we're always looking to the coming of our eternal home. Now, in times when friction arises because you are living the Jesus way, if persecution may come, because you are living the way of the worship of the one true God, it's always good to remember in that friction that even in the lion's den, that Daniel was never left alone. That no matter your situation, that God is always with you. So let, let's go to Daniel chapter 6. Let's go back there. Verse number 17. And a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and the signet of his lord's, that nothing might be changed concerning Daniel. Then the, God went to, then the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. No diversions were brought to him, and he sleep, and sleep fled from him. Then at daybreak, the king arose and went in his haste to the den of lions. And as he came near to the den where Daniel was, was he cried out in a tone of anguish. And the king declared to Daniel, O oh, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you continually serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? I'm, I'm assuming that he didn't think he was going to get an answer. He was going to cry out, and there's no response. But then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouths, and they have not harmed me, because I was found blameless before him, and also before you, O king. I have done no harm. And the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no harm was found on him because he had trusted in his God. As we figure out how to live in a world where our citizen is not of it, knowing that our world, is, our home is truly in another place, we come to this understanding that God is with us and God will guide us. God will be our way where there seems to be no way. Do you believe that? 
Do you trust that? See, what we see happening real time with Daniel in this story is the acts of a God who saves. In a world where we are at home, but not at home, we will experience that the God of our salvation will save us. Some way or another, God will save. That's who he is. That's what he does. We serve a God who simply is our Savior. Is God faithful? Then he is the God who saves. See, he will see us through. And he will save us completely in due time. That's what we're waiting for. So when you live in this world where, where you are constantly making choices of following Jesus or following the way of a fallen culture, following Jesus or, or giving in the temptation of sin, you're faced with choices that maybe at times there seems not to be much of a way out. But what you are going to invoke is a faithful God who will simply save you. Do you believe that? And he is a God of, the, of, of wonders that even in the face of something like a den of lions, a den of lions, that God will bring you out of it. In due time, God will save all things, but you know, he's saving you right now. As the scriptures declare, I am saved, I am being saved, and I will be saved. How many are saved? Let me see. Yeah, yeah, you, you've, been, you've been made new. But in the coming time, will God will deliver us entirely and completely from a world that is not our home and make it our home once again. And we stand in that and we believe. Amen. So let's put our trust in him. Let's put our, our hope in him. Let's put our assurance in him. That even if you find yourself in a place of friction because of your belief, that you can have assurance and peace and contentment. That the faithful God is going to save you. Amen. And we see stories like this in scriptures, and, and what they are is a testimony to the faithfulness of God. That God is a God who interacts in our personal life in, in moments of history. And he has done it in the past, he's doing it now, and he will always continue to do so. That God does not leave you, he does not forsake you, he doesn't leave you alone, but he is with you doing the acts of wonder of his salvation and all things in our life. Do you believe? Amen. Let's all stand up this morning. All right, kids, you believe God is always in the process of saving you. Believe that. That you will always stand firm. You believe that. And if you find yourself in the middle of a bunch of lions, that God's going to see you through. Do you believe that? Yeah? Okay, good. Never forget that. It'll help you a lot. How many of y'all have been in the face of some lions in your life? Let me see. Anybody? Oh, yeah. Uh, you, know, you know what amazing is? You're still standing here. You're still standing here. And you may face another lion next week, but guess what? You're going to be back standing here again. Because God is the God who saves. Amen. Lord, we thank you that you're the saving God. 
the faithful God, the God who will lead us and guide us and give us wisdom and in in these places where it just seems to be no way that you will see us through. And Lord, I, I thank you they, even at times that you're carrying us and, and, and kind of pulling us through, Lord, that you do so. That you are ever evident in our lives. And, Lord, that we choose to serve you each and every day, no matter the kind of friction it may cause with this lost and dying world. That we live in you, we live by you, and live for you, and we live in your empowerment. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And we all say, amen. 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 All righty. Well, we survived our very first One Big Family Sunday. I think we did okay. Amen. And we did close up a little bit short today for the sake of our kids. We're glad they're with us, but Wednesday night, uh, we'll see you back next Sunday. We're going to begin a series on the Holy Spirit. It's going to be good. So be here for that.